hi, and welcome back to the Reformation Church podcast. I am your host, Pastor Justin Epps, and we've been gone for a couple of weeks uh, trying to get everything squared away for Easter and just look at some formatting stuff for the podcast and everything moving forward. Today, we are back with a question submitted in by Nathan Lowry. He's asking about Jesus's sacrifice. His question is as follows. If Jesus sits at God's right hand, then how was his sacrifice that meaningful? It's not like God truly gave up his one and only son. It was only a temporary thing. And so with Nathan's question, we it kind of it opens up several things that I think overlap for us. Uh, the question is essentially, how is Jesus' sacrifice meaningful? Uh, and to what degree is it meaningful? And the reasoning that he seems to set up for this question, I've heard this before in some argumentation. Uh, the reasoning is that God losing his son isn't like a permanent thing. A guy I was having a conversation with a couple years back, uh, brought this up. I was talking about how part of the Christian message is that Jesus had died for our sins as our substitute. Uh, and the kind of response that he brought up was like, well, I mean, it was only for like three days, um, which to a certain degree, there's a part of us that um, maybe feels the need to say like, well, at what point does the the death become meaningful? At what point is it considered a genuine loss? Um, and the kind of what all runs into uh, that sort of stream there. And so a few things I want us to consider uh, and kind of my response for you, uh, Nathan, is that part of what we want to look at is what is the purpose of the crucifixion? If the purpose of the crucifixion was for God to be like permanently separated from his son, and if that was going to accomplish something, then yeah, like it would be more meaningful if he permanently lost his son or something in that regard. Instead, what the scripture tells us is that what gives the crucifixion meaning is both that it's substitutionary, meaning that he died for sinners, but then also uh, the reason why it has meaning from the scripture is the event that we recently celebrated with Easter of the resurrection. The way Paul describes this, and he puts all these realities kind of on display in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And in that text, he starts off by reminding them of the good news that uh, they preached originally to the church in Corinth and that they had continued to preach uh, so that the, the Corinthian church would remember kind of the crux of their message and what gives their message meaning. And so in that section, he talks about part of the, the things of first importance when considering the central core Christian message, the Christian good news, is that Jesus died for sinners, that in some way, uh, and there's a lot of passages that talk about this, that the penalty and the punishment that was due for sinners, it was due towards sin, Jesus took on in place of sinners. Isaiah chapter 53 uh, gives a prophecy of this suffering servant who would one day bear the iniquities, um, who would bear the consequences and the evil of sinners on himself, and that somehow by his death, 
people would be healed, that it would do something to take care of their sin. And so that's what Paul is connecting here and putting down, that uh, Jesus was the substitute and the sacrifice for sinners. In other passages, he talks about how at the cross, this is from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, that at the cross, Jesus took on sin or he he became sin on our behalf so that God's righteousness could be credited to us. And so the way they talk about it is that on the cross, Jesus dealt with sin and evil so that those who would follow him and who would turn to him would have their sins forgiven and could be called righteous in God's sight. And so to that degree, Jesus' sacrifice is meaningful in the sense of what it accomplished. It dealt with evil and it paid the price for sinners that they could not pay themselves. But I think to your questions is not so much why did he have to die at all, but um, is it truly meaningful if it's not a permanent thing? Paul goes on to address this actually in in a different he's addressing a different argument as he brings it up and so I don't want to give the wrong sense here but he's essentially asking why is the resurrection he's addressing a question why is the resurrection important and in doing so what he describes is that um he he says this let me get the reference for it he says this I'm going to just pick up in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, verse 14. He says, If Christ hasn't been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. So he's starting off by saying, Listen, even if the crucifixion accomplished the things that we believe it accomplished, that he died as a substitute for sinners, taking uh, the punishment of sin on himself so that sinners could be forgiven and set free. Even with the crucifixion, he says, If Christ didn't raise from the dead, then the preaching of the Christian church and the faith of the Christian church was in vain. He said, we're found to be misrepresenting God because if we testified about God that he raised Christ and he didn't raise him essentially, um, you know, we've, we've told a lie about this. He says this in verse 17. Uh, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. And so what Paul is connecting here is that not only the crucifixion, but the fact that he did rise from the dead is what gives this entire act meaning. If Jesus was just someone who died and if he stayed permanently dead and all of us um, agreed to mourn on behalf of God that he had lost his son. Paul is saying our faith would be futile. There, there'd be nothing worth trusting in um, for Jesus in that. But instead, the crucifixion serves as a kind of validation and vindication that Jesus was who he said he was, that he was sent from God, um, and that all the things that he promised and all the things that he said and taught um, could be understood to be true by the, the validation of his resurrection from the dead. And so... If in the scenario that you kind of present here, that if God truly gave up his one and only son and there's a sense of permanence about it, that it wasn't just a temporary thing. If Jesus stayed in the grave, Christians, especially Paul attached to the original disciples um, 
and all those who had witnessed the resurrected Jesus would say, man, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, if it was um, a permanent thing that he died and he stayed in the grave, then there's no hope of Christian resurrection to eternal life. There's no hope of genuine forgiveness of sins. Paul said, if Christ didn't rise, then you're still in your sins. There's no hope of Jesus bringing the kingdom that he promised. Instead, he becomes uh, a dead guy, just like so many other prophets and teachers that preceded. But if he rose from the dead, then it's a demonstration and a validation that God's promises uh, that he's made through Christ are true. And so when we say, again, to just kind of come back to your question, I want to make sure that I'm uh, making it clear. The question is, if Jesus sits at God's right, right hand, how is his sacrifice meaningful? The way that we would qualify the meaning of his sacrifice is to understand what his intention was behind it and what he accomplished through it. And so the attention and what was accomplished through it is it is the moment that God deals with all of the sin and evil and darkness in the world. He faces it head on and it exhausts its only weapon that it has against him. The scripture talks about the wages of sin or the power of sin is death. But Jesus, by raising from the dead, proved that death couldn't hold him. And looking back after the resurrection, we see that through the cross and the resurrection, these things um, that he aimed to do were accomplished, that he paid for the sins, that he paid for uh, the forgiveness of sinners, that he defeated death and evil and darkness, and that he has established himself as king. And so if he didn't sit at God's right hand, if he remained in the grave, then we have, again, just no genuine hope that all of the promises that have associated uh, that are associated with Jesus's rule and reign and the kingdom that he's going to bring one day that deals with human darkness and brokenness, we wouldn't have any guarantee that those things are going to come to pass. And so wrap it all up. Jesus's sacrifice is meaningful because through his death, his resurrection and his ascension, he has purchased forgiveness for sinners he has dealt with human evil and darkness. God has poured out his justice against evil. And also he has been resurrected and ascended to a throne um, to rule and begin bringing his kingdom into fruition um, to finally deal with human brokenness and darkness in an ultimate sense. And so uh, without those things, the sacrifice is not meaningful. And if he remained dead or God fully lost his one and only son as a permanent action, then essentially the it might seem meaningful in a sentimental way that Jesus died or as far as like a, a good moral example. But if he never got out of the tomb, if he never came from the grave and he never ascended into heaven to rule and reign, then to a certain extent, the, the cross is actually robbed of its meaning if he stays in the grave. And so uh, I hope that was helpful. If you have a question to submit to the podcast, I want to invite you to do so. You can do that through reformationgrovetown.com and go over to the podcast tab. There's a section in there. You can attach your name or you can leave it blank and uh, we will try to tackle and engage with your uh, question on the podcast. We have a few other topics coming up soon that I want us to kind of walk through and look at, answering some questions. 
And I'll also have some apologetic material up here soon, uh, talking about the resurrection for the season that we're in. Um, And then I hope that you tune in with us on Sundays as we continue to walk through the Gospel of Matthew and re-examine the identity and the message of Jesus. Because I think a lot of these things, uh, these first several questions that we've had come in, are very Jesus-centered and Gospel-centered questions. If we can clarify those things, if we can go back to the source and see what Jesus was really communicating, what he um, tells us he was intending to accomplish I think it's going to clear up a lot of things for us and help people who maybe have a false understanding of Jesus and what it means to follow him um, really kind of clarify their view. So at least whether they decide to follow Jesus or they reject his kingship, they're doing so in an informed sense and they understand who he is. And so, again, I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, Please feel free to send comments or submit questions, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.